The reading this morning is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, and verses 1 to 8. Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honour. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. This is the word of the Lord. Well, hello everyone. It's uh, nice to be speaking on a slightly less dramatic Sunday than the last time I was here uh, preaching because that day was the day that Tim and Kate announced that they were leaving. It it was also uh, the Sunday before Christmas, so people were probably a bit distracted anyway. So I thought afterwards the chance of anyone actually remembering anything I'd said was pretty slim. Um, so as far as I know, there aren't any dramatic announcements this Sunday. Are there, so you, you're, you're still staying, are you? Good, 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 good. <laughs> right. Okay, I can preach with uh, <laughs> a little bit of hope that someone might remember something I've said. That time when I was speaking, it was about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and this time my subject is a different Mary, and both of them really wonderful women. But this Mary, uh, we hear about her a little bit in the Gospels. Mary and her sister Martha first come to our attention in the Gospel of John, where Martha is very busy doing all the practical things and serving, and Mary has taken up a very unusual position in that culture in that time, sitting at the feet of the rabbi, listening to him speak and teach, because that wasn't a woman's role. But Mary took that place. But Martha was pretty upset by that and uh, said, Oi, Jesus... Tell her to help me. I'm doing all the work here. But Jesus said, no. What Mary has chosen is the best thing. Let her have it. And so 
Jesus stood up for Mary and allowed her to do what she had chosen to do. So then, of course, the next time we come across them is in the previous chapter of the Gospel of John, where their brother, Lazarus, first of all is very sick and then dies. And Jesus then comes to Bethany, where they all are, and Martha goes out to meet him and says, oh, if you had been here, you could have saved him. And then Mary goes to see him as well. And then this amazing thing happens where Jesus calls forth Lazarus out of the tomb and he is alive. So it's not at all surprising when we come to this passage that there's a celebration meal being held in Jesus' honor. After all, he has raised from the dead someone in that village. It's not surprising that they want to honor him. So, of course, as we read in the story, Martha is busy serving again. That's uh, still her role. And Lazarus, instead of lying in the grave, is now lying at the table next to Jesus. And Mary, once again, is doing something a little bit out of the ordinary. This time, it's not simply sitting at Jesus' feet. This time, it's taking this bottle of perfume worth a whole year's wages. Can you imagine that? And breaking it and anointing Jesus' feet and drying them with her hair or (laughs) massaging it in with her hair. It's quite an amazing picture. And I wonder what everybody was thinking as they saw it all taking place. It would be a little bit unusual in our culture, I think, for something like that to take place. I don't know that it was any more usual back then (laughs) to have that valuable amount of perfume anointing someone's feet. Wow. And of course, Mary must have been so amazingly grateful to Jesus for what he'd done for her brother. And this was part of the, the motivation. But I think too that, that Mary had grasped something of Jesus' love for her. I think she must have known in a special way that perhaps other people hadn't really fully grasped that actually Jesus loves her. Jesus has already stood up for her when her sister Martha has complained about her. Jesus has now raised her brother from the dead. She has an awareness in her heart just how much Jesus loves her. Although she doesn't get the full picture yet. Jesus says that here that Mary is doing this to prepare him for his burial. But I'm not sure that Mary would have fully grasped the significance of that. None of the other disciples seemed to understand what Jesus was about to do at this point. Jesus has said to them very clearly that he, he will, needs to go to Jerusalem and be crucified. 
that the leaders of the people will reject him. He'll be handed over to the Romans. He'll be crucified. And then three days later, he'll rise from the dead. But for the disciples, this was, I mean, totally something outside what they expected. They were all expecting the Messiah to be a conquering king who would drive the Romans out of their land and bring freedom to, to their nation. But Jesus' way was completely different. Jesus saw the enemy not as being the Romans, but all the powers of darkness that afflict us. Things even like death itself, which we saw him conquer in the life of Lazarus. So, with the rest of the disciples not understanding that what Jesus was about to do, go and lay his life down for everyone, I don't think Mary would have fully understood that, that picture at this point. So, we've got a much fuller picture of Jesus' love for us. And yet, it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to say, oh, it's Easter again, isn't that nice? And to not really allow the full meaning of Easter and Jesus' amazing love for us to, to grasp, <laughs> take hold of our hearts. I find it difficult myself. I'm working in full-time Christian work and it's, it's easy for it to become just routine rather than being completely motivated by love for Jesus and love for God. And I, I can look back at times when, I, mean that, I, I guess when I first started to grow as a Christian and first started to think, no, I want to serve God with everything I have for all my life. And I look back at that sort of time and realize, well, I have lost something now. I haven't pressed ahead for the fullness of that, even though my work is like that. But in my heart, am I, am I really devoted to Jesus and giving my all to Jesus in the way that Mary was in this story. It's a challenge to me and I, I realize I'm not always doing <laughs> I'm not always doing that well at it. And I look too at Judas in this story. And yet again, Mary is coming in for criticism. In the previous story, it was her sister, and now it's one of the disciples. And Judas is saying probably what quite a few other people were thinking. This, <laughs> why waste all this perfume like this? A whole year's wages? Why not sell it and give it to the poor? If you want to sacrifice something for God... Why not, why not just sell it and give it to the poor? Isn't that much more valuable? But Mary was actually doing something that was following the Spirit of God. 
As Jesus said, it was intended this, for her to have this perfume to put it on me for the day of my burial. Jesus stood up for her when Judas was criticizing her. And there are so many times, I think, when it's been easy for me to look at other people and to be critical of them or think, oh, well, if I was in their place, I'd be doing that. Or, well, what they're doing isn't as valuable as what I'm doing. I'm serving God full time. Aren't I important? Or, well, I don't think I've ever thought quite like that. But it's easy to have a bit of a mindset along those lines and to say, well, other people aren't quite as good as me. And yet the example of Jesus here is looking at Mary and really seeing her heart and seeing the value of what she is doing. And of course I'm sure that he saw the value of what Martha was doing in her service a practical service. I'm sure that, although in this case Judas wasn't genuine in his concern for the poor, I'm sure that Jesus really valued people who were genuine in their concern for the poor. But he, in this case, looked at Mary and thought, what she is doing is something that is so beautiful. It's something that is fully from her heart in order to bless me. And do I look at people in the same way, trying to understand their hearts and God's calling on their lives and what God is doing through them? Or do I tend to think it's more about the way I want things done? (laughs) And it, it happens the other way around as well. I don't know about you, but I've certainly experienced being judged or misunderstood or not heard. I remember one of the big examples was many, many years ago, I was trying to get Youth with a Mission established in Belfast over in Northern Ireland, and it didn't work out. Some of the things were totally beyond my control. Some of the things were because I was probably not the best person to do that particular job. And some of the things were actual mistakes I had made. But my heart, I felt, in it all, had been pretty much been right. And what happened was ultimately really unavoidable, given the circumstances that were going on. Yet my church leader, without listening to me, without trying to understand what had happened, just wrote me off completely. And when I was thinking of getting involved in mission work in Kenya, he said there was no way the church would ever consider supporting me to do this mission work in Kenya. And what I was left, the only thing I could do, basically, was what Mary did. When she was being criticized by Judas, I guess she, her focus was still very much on Jesus and on her devotion to Jesus. And that's what really kept me going in that time. It was a very black time in my life, but I knew that giving myself completely over to Jesus 
and allowing him to stand up for me was the only thing I could do. And it didn't happen immediately, but a few years later, I was sent out by that church to Kenya and have been going a long time ever since. And uh, somehow, though it's, I've been here for now for getting on for 13 years, there's still a link between that church and myself and the, they've supported some of the things we've been doing in Kenya, which has been a real blessing. But I think that, that we are going to get criticized, we are going to get misunderstood, like Mary was. People are going to uh, give value to other things and not value our contribution sometimes. But Jesus knows our hearts as he knew Mary's heart. And what I learned, keeping my focus on him and allowing him to be the one who stood up for me and vindicated me. Eventually, after some time, that's, he, did, he did change the whole situation around. And I think Jesus himself was probably the most misunderstood, the, most, the person who was least listened to. And what we are celebrating over Easter is the way that and people responded to him by killing him, but even that couldn't hold him down because of his love for his father. Everything being done out of love for his father and for us. It's such a wonderful thing. We see that Mary's example of pouring out her love for Jesus, but that's just a smaller example of the way Jesus has poured out his love for us. Mary poured out something that was worth a year's wages, but Jesus, his whole life for us. And as Mary, I think, understood a fair amount of Jesus' love for her, I pray that we all will have a greater understanding of Jesus' love for us and his desire to receive our love and his desire to stand up for us and to vindicate us and to be one with us. So, let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for the fact that you love us so dearly. And Lord, I thank you for the story of Mary who saw something of your wonderful love and responded to that love in, in total generosity and total devotion. Because that mirrors your love of generosity and devotion to us. Lord, may we know that more and more. And may our hearts respond to you more and more with love flowing from our hearts. Love to you. Love to your people round about us. And Lord, may you build us more and more into one body that demonstrates that love, your love, 
to the people round about us too. Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen.